half man, half DeLorean, the Mandalorian. <laughs> so bad. Let's move away from lies and fears. Perhaps it's time to leave. Welcome to this week's episode of Shattercast. If you couldn't tell from the awful joke, we are talking about The Mandalorian. Baby Yoda! Mandalorian <laughs> is not an awful joke of a show. I think it's fantastic. I love it. Uh, when it first released, it's like, you know, George Lucas was talking about a live-action TV show forever. It never happened. But then Mandalorian happened. I was cautiously optimistic going into it. By the third episode, I was all, this is the way. <laughs> like, <Wow. laughs> like, I'm, I'm sold out for Mandalorian, y'all. <laughs> just kidding. That's just Jesus. But I love Mandalorian a lot. So, uh, how if do you, you guys like, rate the two? Like, where Stop. would you put <laughs> Does Jesus have his own Beskar armor? Like, I believe so. Then he's probably higher. Okay. <laughs> Jesus is definitely higher. All right. So, talking about Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah, what do you guys? What do you guys? Mandalorian. What do you? I I obviously love it, so I don't want to just dominate the conversation off the bat. Sure, I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was really good. Um, I like the different tone shifts that each episode has. Uh, so that's been really cool. Um, high production value. We yeah. didn't know since it was going to be on Disney Plus. It's going to be a streaming service. We didn't know if the budget would be less. If they were going to be like, you know puppets in the background and strings like we didn't right. know what this would look like um but it looks like star wars uh so yeah they put some money behind it and yeah. um it's getting a lot of great reviews a lot of people are enjoying this even over the trilogy but we won't uh, mention that right now uh <laughs> so yeah i'm liking it wow. there's yeah. a lot of love for the child mm-hmm. but, the child <laughs> the 50 year old child <laughs> uh but i think it as much as i i like that as well um i think it's a true testament to Pedro Pascal's acting, the fact that he doesn't have his face to be able to like express because he's got the helmet over the whole yeah. time. And I think he does an excellent job in yeah, yeah. acting in that sense. We should mention... I was like, just thinking uh, the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they're very light spoilers in this episode. So basically the first episode is fair game. So if you haven't seen anything... Uh, probably the, the stuff we've talked about right now is the kind of stuff that you would see already turned into a meme at this point. Uh, but the first episode, we're probably going to talk quite a bit about. The rest of the show, though, we're really going to try to avoid spoiling anything. Uh, definitely nothing in, like, the last episode or the last half of the season, even. But, but yeah, so light spoilers. Nothing nothing too crazy. Oh, my God, Baby Yoda dies. Yeah, so for, <gasps> for those of you that don't know anything about Mandalorian, um, the Mandalorian... Uh, Part of their code is they keep their helmet on. Yeah. Very cool. Well, you know, if you're trying to go downstairs and you just want to be, you know, you just want to be safe. At least that's what I do. Put on your helmet before you go downstairs. (laughs) (laughs) This is the way. No, but uh, I've had like this firefly shaped itch for a Mm. long time. Ooh, that's a really good question. Mixed with the sci-fi, mixed with the traveler type of archetypal story. So when this came along, I said, hey, 
finally, after how many years, what, 10 years? I don't know how it's long. It's like 11 years, or 12, I think. Probably more than that. Yeah. You know, but then, but then, but then to be able to get a show, it's like, it's like this old Western kind of gunslinger. And even the trailers kind of tr- play it out. You have like that Western trope where he comes into like the saloon and there's kind of like the flat mm. man and all. Oh, it's just cool, man. It's yeah. just, it's just, it, it, so that to me is like the biggest appeal of the whole show yeah. is like this old Western meets sci-fi no that's actually a fantastic point i uh i hadn't even thought to really connect the two but uh from a cinematic perspective i think that's a, a really fair association yeah, that's a good yeah. example yeah yeah and you know a bunch of people have compared it to the lone wolf and the cub which is a manga that came out in 1970 hmm. um which kind of follows a similar kind of story trajectory where it's kind of a hard-hearted warrior has to take care of a younger person and hopefully survive in kind of this outlaw wasteland in feudal Japan, I believe. So yeah. cool. Kind of neat stuff. No, that's good. Kind of neat uh, stuff there. One of the things that uh, you had mentioned was different tones throughout the season. Uh, part of that is because a lot of the episodes have completely different directors. Um, if you haven't seen the show yet, uh, the final episode was directed by Taika Waititi uh, of Ragnarok fame and many other things. Uh, he had the, the vampire movie that the name is escaping me. Uh, it was what they yeah. do in the dark, or something yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. what know. they do in the shadows, what they, yes, like that. yeah, what we do in the shadows, yeah. Well, but there's also like great names, like uh, I believe uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, yeah, directs she did one. like direct episode uh, three, I think. Doesn't Ron Howard do one as well? Probably. Maybe. Um, and I, I, the rest of them escaped me, but that we, makes well, we should mention John Favreau, yes, uh, yes. of Happy yes. Thing, yes. Uh, who did. Iron Man 1 and plays Happy in the Spider-Man movies and Iron Man movies. He is like overseeing. Yeah, he's producing he directed it. directed the first issue mm-hmm. or first episode and then he's Yeah, he's it, so, so he's yeah. the executive producer for the show and I remember uh, when I didn't actually know that going in because I really knew very little about Mandalorian when it first dropped. Yeah. I just didn't do a lot of research on it. I just wanted to enjoy it and when the credits rolled on the first episode, the first thing I was thinking was this is a really good show. I'm glad that I decided to watch it and then John Favreau's name popped up and I was like that's that explains why. it. Well, I think, he, he's a big fan of Star yeah. Wars, and, and he's going to do it justice. I think that that main droid, the one that you really like, I forgot his name. Uh, uh, IG88. IG88. Well, I mean, it's just. Uh, uh, I, I think yeah. that he's also voiced by Taika Waititi, right? Oh, yeah. Well, because usually in most of his films, and he has a cameo. Yeah. You know, whether big or small. Yeah. So I think one of the great things about this is that you're. It expands Mandalorian lore, and Star Wars is. I've always enjoyed Star Wars as a universe. Um, the movies have been hit or miss. Again, we'll talk about that another time. But um, sometimes I think the movies uh, lean a little too heavily on the Jedi Sith War. And there's so many other things that make up this universe too. So it's been really cool just for them to kind of uh, expand um, the Mandalorian lore and just all behind it and just see some of these things come together. So that's been kind of cool. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. It's one of the reasons why spoiler alert i liked solo i know not everyone likes solo but i did because it was content set in the star wars universe that didn't revolve around the skywalker saga and i thought it was i thought it was good content and i thought they they did a good job with it um and that's how i feel about mandalorian i like mandalorian more than i like the solo movie but uh, it's exactly what you said. It's the same universe, which is awesome because I love the Star Wars universe and it's fresh content. Yeah. So. And I think it's smart that they, they set it to be after the fall of the Empire. Um, so it's not like there's all this craziness of the war going on, which could very easily detract from that story. Yeah. yeah. And so. it's, clarify, it's set after episode six. Is that correct? 
Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. After after six, before seven. Okay. Yeah. So the empire has fallen. The first order has not risen. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, the show is not perfect mm-hmm. because nothing is perfect apart from Christ. <laughs> I don't know why I said it. Uh, it doesn't it's matter true. that it's true or not. It's true. Um, it's true. But uh, uh, it's it's not perfect, right? So like we don't want to just gush over it and hype it up to the extreme and, and make you think that it's the best thing since sliced bread, which is like barely a hundred years old, by the way, sliced bread was like the 1900s. Anyway, fun fact. This is why you listen. <laughs> one of the things that's important is uh, with the different tones throughout the season with the different directors, it could have been easy for them to not really have a clear direction like some other things that we'll talk about later with the trilogy. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's a lot of supporting characters throughout every episode, which I like because it, it makes the universe feel more real. And you sometimes encounter people that aren't going to be in every single episode. And it builds depth. But at the same time, there's the just the concern of just being overwhelmed with new characters all the time. And, and is there ever going to be a payoff with some of them? And, and sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't. So um, what are what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I think to that point, they they kept introducing a bunch of these characters. And, like, and almost for some of the episodes, it was almost like a standalone episode. Mm-hmm. And it's like, are they going to bring this all together? And um, spoilers, they do a decent job with that. But um, yeah, for a couple episodes, I was like, huh, it, that was a cool episode, but how is this tying to a bigger story arc? Like you um, would you would call it like a filler episode. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, yeah, I think I think, and there's a little bit of uh, pacing and tonal shifts. Sometimes it worked well in some episodes. Sometimes it was like, huh, that was a little weird. Um, some of that stuff is a little nitpicky, but yeah, it's not perfect. But it's pretty good. What do you guys think? Well, I think my thoughts is like this is like a traveler art archetype type show. So for me, when they have a standalone episode mini story, I'm honestly fine with that because I, I think that with these characters, because it's not like this galactic war that they're in, you know, it kind of gives you more freedom to kind of explore their personality and introduce new cast members. And whether or not they come back or not, I think it's about the Mandalorian starting to unravel his human side more and more. This is someone who's like this stone, stone cold bounty hunter, always on his own, but he's slowly, as he meets people and as he helps them and as they help him, he begins to let down his guard and, mm. you know, maybe one day even take off his his like helmet. We'll see what happens, you know, we'll see what happens. But, you know, because it's part of their code, so you, you can't take it off. Yeah, I think I'm kind of in the same boat as uh, Joel, where you know, there are a lot of uh, uh, TV shows that are praised and, and a lot of people love, but their plot is lackluster where that the actual pool for the people is the character development. And I think similarly, this, the, the highlight of Mandalorian mm. is the character development. Yeah. Well, and, and that's, that's a great point. Like one of the things that is the draw for me into the show, which I think is, is the thing that's been memed the most and that is the draw for a lot of people. And that is the connection between Mando and Baby Yoda. Right. And you were talking about this earlier, Joel, with, uh, the something in the cub. What was the lone wolf, the lone wolf in the cub. Cub, Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, uh, it's, 
it's a it's a trope. It's it's a thing that's been done before. It's not unique to to Mandalorian. Obviously, it's not uh, uh, unique with with the story that you mentioned. And and there's other stories that have followed that. But what I like about that kind of story is that it, it there's this drastic shift, and it's is everything I'm about to say is all first episode. Just so you know. Um, so he gets this bounty to go after this 50-year-old person. And when he finds the 50-year-old person, he finds what the internet has named Baby Yoda, right? Actually 50 years old, but, you know, maybe they just they age differently than we do. And um, not actually Yoda. And not actually Yoda, because that doesn't lie. make sense. At this point in the story, Yoda's already dead. Maybe he reincarnated. No. Um, Star Wars. No. Just the same species. <laughs> same species. But we don't know anyone else, and we don't know the name of the species, so Baby Yoda. But uh, he goes from uh, just it's it's about the next job. It's about the next bit of money that he gives to, like, his, his, his uh, uh, guild that he's a part of as a bounty hunter. Uh, and it, there's this dramatic shift to what's more important. Um, and it, it kind of sends him on a very different path. And that right now is kind of the whole point of the show. It is the whole basis for the show. And there are uh, periods in our life where we're going one direction. It seems like the correct direction. Um, and then we encounter something or someone uh, or God pulls us aside and smacks us in the back of the head or whatever it looks like for us. And there's a very clear need to immediately and drastically shift direction that there is a, a purpose uh, greater than what we're currently doing. And so when we start talking about um, what the, the, the Mandalorians like shift is when he discovers baby Yoda, uh, it's no longer just about the next job, right? There's something more important that he needs to do. And so there's going to be times in our life where there are these more important things that come up, right? when we start living for purposes and, and things that are bigger than ourselves, um, that's for me, at least when life becomes a lot more fulfilling, when it becomes a lot more meaningful, right? I've, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, the definition of Christian spiritual formation, which is a really fancy word, but it's just you know, conforming to the image of Christ for the sake of others. And, and it's just, it's, it's wanting to be more like Christ. But the important part is that it's for the sake of others. You know, because when we start talking about the Bible, we start talking about the religious leaders of, of his day, the Pharisees, they had a lot of the religiosity. They had a lot of the laws and everything kind of down pat, but it was all about them. And their biggest downfall is that they were self-righteous. And so when, when we do these things, but then our life is only about us, then what's like the point? Because our lives aren't supposed to just be uh, about us. That was that was like three minutes. I'm going to stop talking now and kind of let you guys kind of speak into you know a life lived for you know superior purpose. Yeah, well, I think that God brings us through a bunch of change, and the same with like Mandalorian and like Baby Yoda as a whole. It's like this person came into his life, this little Yoda guy, and it forced him to kind of reconsider what he values, what he cares about, what he wants to spend his time doing, and that's like the same with us. You know, many of us on this Christian journey, maybe we like met a, a buddy who was a Christian and we just started hanging out with them and then that started shift to life or maybe we were just praying and we had an encounter with God or just these things where it's like this change comes in. But what encourages me about change overall is like life as a whole down to a molecular level is always changing. It's always multiplying. It's always growing. It's always producing, which is why it's life. Death 
he like tracks and kills, but life is always multiplying, it's always growing, and it's always improving upon itself. And as we talk, like there's skin, there's skin cells on our arms that are dying and are being remade that we can't even tell are happening. But like, so in our lives, if if like if like we're in a place where maybe we felt like we've just been going from job to job, our head has kind of been locked in. It's like we have like the horse blind, blind, blunders on, you know. And maybe maybe God is saying, hey wake up and see, hey, there's much more than just your little pocket of the world. There are people in need who just need love, who just need affection. And God knows that you also need that. And the funny thing is, is like, you can't give what you don't have. So usually happens is God will pour that into you. And then then because you're so fueled up, then you'll just start to pour it out without even knowing that you're doing it because it's just, God has changed me from the inside out. I've encountered someone that's pure and that's life filling and that's different than the people of the world. And now I'm starting to reflect that, you know, and I think we could see some parallels to the show here as well. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah. So baby Yoda, he's got these special abilities, which is why there's a bounty on him in the first place. But Mandalorian, when he realizes and has this shift in, in his mindset, uh, that he, he's not just, valuable because he's got baby Yoda's not just valuable because he's got the special ability but he's valuable because he's a child he's a living being and he deserves to have a life um uh free of anyone trying to track him down and exploit him for those abilities um and when I think about that I think about when God calls us to care for other people it's not because those people can give us something in return or, or it doesn't matter what they're adding to society or anything like that. And more so it just matters that they are loved, that because they are created by God, they are um, living being pe- people. That is why we should love them, not because of anything that they can do. So. Yeah. Well, he died for us. So, and he died for us when we were in the worst of the worst, when when we were at the point of our life where we were mo- mo- mocking his name and we were sinning the worst of the worst. That's yeah. that's when he chose to give everything. And you would think that someone would do that for a good person. And this is what Jesus actually says. Like, some may die for a good man, some may die for a righteous man, but who dies for a sinful man? And it's only Christ who does that. And, you know, one of the things is like, you can hear about him in church and all that stuff, but if you want like a true encounter with Jesus and you want to have like this moment where it's like, where you just want to get rid of the horse blinders, then you just ask him, you say, Jesus, I want to have an encounter with you. And I, I believe that if you're sincere in your heart, as it's touched my life, as it's touched Derek's life, it's touched all our lives, it's, it's not, church is not just like, is not some 12, like 12 step pro- program to recovery. So much churches have that in there, but when you have that personal encounter, we say, wow, I don't just know God's real in my head, but I know he's real in my heart because he's changed my life. Then that's like the true gold. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's, and that's, that's the awesome thing about it. And it's just, Jesus flat out the word says that you have not because you've asked not. So if you just say, Jesus, come into my heart, then expect some awesome things to happen because he's an awesome God. So it's awesome. I think that's a cool point the encountering um, because I love this story because you have this Mandalorian who's living his own life and just going about his day and he encounters this child and he's got to make this decision. Am I going to protect this child or am I going to just, you know, live life for myself? And I think we have the opportunity every day to encounter God's child, Jesus. And uh, a lot of people ask me, why am I a Christian today? And 
for me, it, it, I go back to when I was a junior in high school. I wasn't doing well. I was still in a lot of depression, just wasn't in a good place. And I remember uh, my parents were Christians, so we went to church and sitting in church one day and just being like, you know what, God, I don't know how, but I know that you're real, and I just need you to touch me. <laughs> and at that moment, I felt something move on the inside. So I tell people... Um, I'm an ugly crier. I started crying like a baby. There's snot everywhere. Oh, uh, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. 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 So walls, embarrassing. In the tithing buckets. <laughs> <laughs> Can I pass this along, sir? Anyways, um, but it was the first time that I knew that this guy that I had heard about was actually real. And more importantly, that he cared about me personally and what I was going through. And I just you know, dove into church, uh, youth group, reading the Bible, learning more about this guy. And the more I learned about God, the more I knew that he loved me. And also the more I knew that he loved other people. And so if I was really going to follow God, I had to love others as well. I couldn't just live life for myself. Um, and that's one of the reasons we're here today. We started Shattered because we're dealing with a lot of students who are dealing with depression, low self-esteem. And God said, go do something about it. We're like, okay. <laughs> you know, there's this cool verse in the Bible, Philippians 2, 3 to 4. It says, don't be selfish. Don't try and impress others. Be humble, thinking if others is better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests but take an interest in others too. And so we have a choice, just like the man Lauren did. Do we just live life, collect our bounty, go on about of our paycheck, you know, do what we want? Or when we have opportunities to encounter something, do we stop and say, no, this is important. This has the opportunity to change my whole life. And I think when you encounter God, he changes your whole trajectory in life. Uh, now, 20-some years, I'm still following God and helping others and excited to tell others about him because of what he did in my life when I was younger and when I finally recognized it when I was a junior in high school. And I think the same can be for yourself. Um, are you going to live life just for yourself or are you going to stop and recognize God is trying to uh, show you how much he loves you and how much he loves others and encourage you to do the same? So, yeah, That's really good. And you, know, you guys, you both uh, kind of touched on this, and and it was the the verse in scripture where it says that God demonstrated His great love for us in that while we were still sinners, yeah. while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You know, uh, Joel, you made the the point that uh, it's it, easy to die for a righteous man, right? But, but that's not, I mean, easy. But that's that's not what Christ did. He didn't die for a bunch of righteous people. He died for a bunch of messed up people. He died for us. And the natural response when you encounter that love is to cling to it. And so what else is there? What else is there? So thank you, Derek, for sharing that story. It was a, a wonderful story of, of when you encountered the reality of God truly for the first time. And that's, that's um, awesome. Thank you. Uh, Joel, thank you. thank you, Hannah. For being here and thank you for watching. Thank you. Anna. I say it like every week now, but we wouldn't be here without you because we're not here for ourselves. Because we're here for you. You are our baby Yoda. Okay. <laughs> it was heartwarming and then it was just dead. Y'all have a great week. We will see you next time. Let's move away from lies and fears. Perhaps it's time to leave. Free from how you look or what they say.